0: Josh Alvarez, and I'm Liam O'Donnell, and you're listening to episode 174 of Sit up. Today we are joined with old school, Ben had been down day one since, or the A1 since day one, Evan Villella. <laughs> Don't call
1: it a comeback. Nah,
0: <laughs> been here for years, son. For years. What's up, Evan?
1: Nothing, man. Not, not a thing.
0: I got to say, I was at the Markman gig yesterday here in Philly, and uh, in my heart of hearts, I really wish that you could have just been there with me, because that just seemed like a, an appropriate, you know, watch the Markman with Evan. That seems like a thing. You know what I mean? It Se- seemed like
1: everyone I knew was there, too. I really, uh, really wish I could have made it.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I didn't know anybody there. I just hung out by myself.
1: <laughs> That's what I do here. And then I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That experience, except, you know, home. <laughs> I really do. That, I really know. do
2: associate the Markman with you, Evan. Like when I think about that band, you're one of the primary people I think about. Uh, even though I know Josh, you've loved that band for a long time too. But I feel like yeah. the first person I talked to about that band maybe was you, Evan. I don't know. It's weird. But when I think Probably. of that band, I think yeah. of you. Maybe also because when I think of that band, I think of Chaos and Chaos, which also makes me think of you.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I went through a stretch where I listened to that band a lot. So that does yeah. make sense.
2: I'm sure I made you listen to them more than once. I mean, there's no make. I like that band. I think I, sure. I, mm, I definitely like them more than what's the other band that those some of those people were in? Radioactivity is that the band? Oh, I love Radioactivity. spiders.
0: Yeah. And- yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Lost balloons. Oh, never heard that um, Bad
1: sports. It's him and the. Well,
0: I thought the bad sports guys would fill in for like the. Wasn't that like the Radioactivity people? Like. The one time I saw Radioactivity, it was Bad Sports were opening, and they were just the band for Radioactivity. So, yeah,
1: that uh, was that at boot?
0: No, that was at uh, Philomoca. Oh, well.
1: I think I might have actually gone to that with you, or like met. You yeah, there. I believe we I've went never, together for that, which is why. At the show,
0: that's why I was at the gig last night. I was like, man, I wish Evan was here. I also, oh. my friend Matt, Matt Smith, he used to play bass in uh, Halo of Snakes with me. He was another big mm. Markman fan. So the two you guys. Both on the West Coast, by the way. Yeah. So okay. So for uh, there are people who've been listening to the show
2: long enough that they're gonna be, you know, delighted Evan's with us again, but kind of wondering at the time. Evan lives in Portland now. He's a Portland guy now. He lives in the Portland. Evan, what is for you, uh, and and not the obvious things like you're lonely and sad, but what is for you <laughs> the major difference between Philly and Portland?
1: I mean, everyone's nice here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I knew <laughs> you were right. gonna say that.
1: It's fucking weird, man. I mean, we moved here, and like the most, like the thing that I noticed the the most was like we lived in an apartment next to a like a a highway or freeway, and it was still like so quiet. Like there was no one shouting. There was no like street noise outside from just like the freeway, and it was just like it took a minute to get used to that.
2: Did you see that recent story about the kid? driving, like, 174 miles an hour down the freeway outside Portland? No. 19-year-old kid just got arrested for going 174. He was clocked at 174 when the yeah. cops finally performed a pincer move to get him to stop. Uh, he claimed that he got up to 184. Now, for him. I don't know how real that is or not, but, uh, you know, he's, he's going to get charged with reckless driving. But I love how he... Like, he was just so stoked that even though he's getting arrested and he should not be saying anything, he's bragging about how fast he was able to go. And oh. I just thought, did they give this man a drug test? Did they drug test this kid or not? What's what's happening?
1: The, the freeway that we live next to, I swear to God, at least five times we saw, like, insane, like, car accidents where, like, there was one where a car just, like, the middle divider somehow, like, got onto it and was like basically like grinding the middle divider. So all the little like, um, like tab things were like flying off and people (laughs) actually like got off. Like the guy that crashed the car ran away. He got out and just took off and people were actually like stopping in the street to like clean up the accident. Just like total strangers.
2: Fucking weird. I don't understand how I haven't seen more accidents. Cause I, I gotta tell you guys, you know, I've lived in Philly I've driven all over on the East coast. I've driven now extensively in Chicago, like in the city. Uh, and I've, have I driven a car on the West coast? Because I, I haven't driven a car on the West coast, but I've driven cars, lots of places all around the country. The drivers in not Chicago, but in the Chicago suburbs on the freeways outside Chicago are the most psychotic drivers I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about I'm comparing them to like West Philly outlaws who don't stop at stop signs and do like (laughs) figure eights in in Fairmount Park, you know, like those drivers. These folks are worse. These folks are worse. Like I will be on a freeway outside Chicago in the far left lane going a speed that I think I think I'm going a little too fast. I might be going a little too fast. And there's someone zipping around me. Because I'm not going over 100. And they're like, what is with this guy? Why is he going so goddamn slow? And it's not a kid. It's like a soccer mom in a minivan. You know, it's the way people drive in these suburbs. I've never seen it like it is. And I know like anyone who's driven in in like New York, it's like there's a certain like lack of regard for other people. But this isn't just that. I think this is lack of regard for self because the way people drive, I just think. How are you not dead? It's 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 really mind-boggling to me. And again, I'm not the safest driver. I'm not out here like, oh, I'm in the right lane going the exact speed limit. Like I'm a I'm a teeny bit, I feel reckless myself. And these folks You're not are using your notes. turn signal and shit. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh okay, okay, okay. So people are nice. I get that. Here's the yeah. thing. You know, I live in Chicago now. We got a couple of friends out here, you know what I mean? Like it's I'm not totally lonely, but most of my relationships, right, are long-distance relationships. But, like, I do get to talk to Josh every once in a while. I get to talk to Justin Lore every once in a while, you know, with our podcast. I get to talk to some friends out on the East Coast occasionally. And I occasionally get to talk to Evan, like, text and stuff. But I got to say, Evan, like, there was a point where we were hanging out so much. I miss you all the time. I just want to put that out there. I miss you a lot, you know. Dude, I miss there, there, are lots.
1: there was a time where we were hanging out, like, almost every day. Uh-huh.
2: We just there was a point where we would just be at a call like you would just go to a coffee shop and I would see you or I would see Donnie or I would see Clint or I would see Phil like it was just sort of like I'm going to see someone I know today every day and and right now I'm in a place where I can go almost a full week probably more than a week actually without seeing anyone I know other than my wife and daughter. It's a little wow. psychotic. It's a weird thing for me being the extrovert I am, but I was thinking about it recording with you today. It's like, I miss Josh, but at least I get to like occasionally talk to Josh, right? Uh, I don't even get to talk to you that much, man. I miss you a lot. I just want you to know I miss you, Evan.
1: I appreciate that. I mean, you can always call. I don't do anything, really.
2: <laughs> true, 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 true. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of... uh ADHD extroverts. I miss people a lot, but then I'm also really bad at making the effort to like reach out to them. So, like, when I'm like, man, I haven't talked to anyone in a while, people are like, oh, just give me a call. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll hook you up tomorrow. And then tomorrow I'm like stressing out because I'm organizing something oh. and it takes me six hours or whatever. Right now, my stress, we need to get started with this episode, but right now, my source of stress is uh, we've planned a yard sale for this weekend, Friday and Saturday this weekend. And I really want to do it. Like, it, it needs to happen. But planning for it guys it's it's stressing me out i'm i'm convinced at some level that i've already failed at the arts it's monday the art sales starts on friday i'm convinced i've already failed like the art sale has already failed because i i don't know didn't get enough done today or something it's it's truly a psychotic way to be in the world i don't don't know
1: you're good man just you just gotta like throw a bunch of shit on a table and call it a
2: day yeah i just change i want to do it right i want to do it right and i know that that's Literally ridiculous, but I feel like I want to do it right. It's so crazy. Anyways, hey, uh, so Evan, being the ray of sunshine that all of you know he is, uh, picked, like, two really, like, uplifting... Sort of like a life affirming films for us to talk about, Evan. You what should were- watch
1: them if you have like a first date. They're really yes. good for that. Huge
2: <laughs> date movies. Huge. Yeah, if you're feeling really down, like ones. oh, I had a rough day at work. Let me throw something on that's really going to pick up my spirits. What were the movies that you picked for us to cover? Today? Watch it at work. Yes, um, while you're working.
1: Okay. So uh, I did 1983's uh, ABC TV movie The Day After starring mm-hmm. Steve Gutenberg. Uh-huh. and 1984's BBC's TV show, uh, TV movie threads.
2: Now I don't think this is true because there was a run of TV movies that were about sexual assault. But if you take those out of the, out of the, out of the running, are these the most bleak, depressing
0: TV movies to ever exist?
1: They're pretty fucking bleak, man. Yeah, Yeah, man.
0: They're not a, they're not a fun time. No, No,
2: they're not. I mean, uh, you know, spoiler alert. I think they both, have really strong things about them that might make them great. I think I prefer one to the other, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think they're both really strong in certain ways, but these are not easy movies to watch so much. So that like, it is funny to me. So uh, recently this was not my idea, but my uh, partner over at rough cut played a, a, an April fool's joke that was just on Evan. He played it only on Evan. And I thought that was kind of funny, but kind of unfair in which he, pretend announced that we were going to do a thread shirt and then bada bing bada boom it was just a mess with evan but uh unintentionally it was a practical joke on all of our audience because people were so fucking stoked on this shirt like people were like really really excited on this idea yeah so much so i think justin was overwhelmed he really thought this idea that evan has is a bad idea and uh, he's wrong. People want a thread shirt really bad. So I've literally been saying it for years. I know. Since you started this company. And don't be wrong. I've had your back. But you know there's a power imbalance with me and Justin. <laughs> the power balance in my direction is I send the shirts. So he can't just promise shirts to people because he doesn't know if we even have the shirts. I run the inventory. I mail the shirts. I control the shirts. But he does the art. So if he doesn't want to do a piece of art, it just doesn't happen. Like, And not just my idea. It's not like he's shutting me out. Even his own ideas. He's wanted to do an anime shirt, double feature anime, for a long time. But he doesn't actually like that much anime. So every time he starts a project, he's like, nah, I didn't like how it was turning out. And really, he just wants to do 70s anime, which is fine. But mm-hmm. we're going to make money on the 90s stuff, the 80s and 90s yeah. stuff, really. Like, even more than 90s stuff. Like if we did a Gundam shirt, we would have yeah. a million dollars. Like that's just how or it if is.
0: You do a, a fist of the North Star shirt or uh-huh. like Ninja Scroll, like one of those.
2: Josh, he didn't even know what Ninja Scroll was. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. then, he's yeah.
0: I don't know. What to tell you after that.
2: I think it's just one of the things. Like we each have our strong suits. Like there's stuff he suggested that I didn't know. Like I didn't know what water power was before we made the water power shirt. Yeah, but, I mean,
1: uh, look, there's no way that a water power shirt is going to sell more than a thread shirt. Well, <laughs> let's, be, let's be real here.
2: I mean, don't be wrong. The water power shirt did pretty good, actually better than I thought it, it did. It would. really. Oh yeah. But not huge, not like huge. Like, you know, we still, the, the two things that we did that were like kind of a surprise to me that it did really well were daisies and yeah. uh picnic and hanging rock. Th- those two killed. Those, those are dope. like, yeah, straight down the middle. Good ideas that we did. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I was surprised how well Waterpower did. That being said, the response that we got on Instagram, Evan, I think people want a thread shirt. And I think yeah. that's funny just because as we're saying, it's a fucking bleak. It's not like someone wearing a thread shirt's like, it's a good time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're basically. Not, I probably would
0: be. <laughs> well, Evan would be, but you know, Evan, you're a different character. Just saying.
2: Well, I mean, wearing that shirt is to say to people, like, I'm into a bad time. And yeah. I think that's a there's a solidarity to that. Okay. Let's jump into the out track so we can start talking about these two. Wait, dip- before we do that though, Liam, what oh. would
0: we think about printing our beautiful? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's shirts. what I meant
2: to say. I miss, I misspoke. Yeah. We need to jump into the thank yous. Actually, let's start with uh, Patreon. Uh, hey. Yo, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. As I said recently, we have some new Patreon supporters. Thank you to all the people who just jumped on. Uh, we also had someone drop, and they sent a very nice note. I just want to say that. We have lots of people who drop from the Patreon, they don't say a word. And I don't know if they just their credit card got canceled, or they don't like the show anymore. I don't know what the deal is. So if you are on Patreon, and you took the time to send me a note to let me know why you're leaving, that's the best. That makes me feel really good. Granted, I'm probably just being weird because I have ADHD, but just getting that note, it made me really happy. It made me almost as happy as getting a new subscriber because I thought, oh, that was really thoughtful. <laughs> that was really thoughtful that I got a note about that. So thank you. Um, check out the Patreon. It's just patreon.com cinnabunks. We got lots of stuff going up. I just recorded a new uh, 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 episode of what was formerly titled Unnamed Patreon Show that I did with Adrian Gober. Uh, adriana Gober, sorry and uh adriana and i we came up with a name called the exchange i think that's what we're calling it the Mm. exchange uh and it's basically you know you have two guests uh they pick five songs for the other person that uh in theory they haven't heard before uh And you know they talk about the songs they picked and why, and I even picked uh, some categories and stuff. So uh, once I get that edited and up, I'd love some feedback from people if they like the name and the new. We put a little bit of like a like a structure to it and stuff like that. So, anyways, thank you everyone on Patreon. Of course, if you are on Patreon and you would like a shirt, a Cinepunk shirt, let me know. We have some, and we get them
0: printed. Where Josh? Where do we get our shirts printed? We get them printed at the Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, (coughs) run by the one and only prodigious character christopher reject so if you go to xlvacx.com and you present your ideas to chris and his team they will make them happen they will screen print them on high quality shirts and you will be pleased with the end product so hit up chris tell him that uh cinepunk sent you it's xlvacx.com and get your shits printed dogs don't don't tell him that
1: i sent you though because then he
0: won't print your shirts Yeah, or he'll charge you 10% more. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Which is, but if you were tired of thinking about ways to get your stuff printed, what would you maybe drink, Liam, to keep your energy up?
2: I appreciate that. We'd, uh, well, in my case, I would definitely have some Essex coffee roasters from EssexCoffeeRoasters.com. Our buddy Aaron Dahlbeck, who you might know from bands such as Bean and Converge, has started a coffee company where he is roasting beans to order. Uh, sending them out to you for the freshest possible cup. Uh, if you go and order coffee, uh, tea, or merch from him at EssexCoffeeRoasters.com, on your way out, enter the code CINEPUNX, C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X, for 10% off your order. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we also uh, want to thank our buddy, uh, Sharky, over at Mechanical Shark Media, who edits and masters our episodes as well as for our Business. Uh, if you're interested in someone to help you with your media needs, uh, head to mechanicalsharkmedia.com uh, and see if uh, Sharky can help you with whatever your project is. Uh, oh, and let me just uh, tag really quick. We're not an official sponsor, but uh, we've we've been talking about it a little bit. Rough Cut Fan Club. Uh, go ahead and check us out over at uh, uh, roughcutfanclub.com. Um, I don't know if we have something new up when this comes out, but we will have some new designs soon. And if you're heading to mm-hmm. the uh, Five Point Festival, the design uh, thing that's happening in Brooklyn, Justin's going to be there selling some shirts and some new colorways, which we haven't announced Whoa. yet. But if you like some of our Kaiju designs, uh, Justin did some new colors on those kaiju designs and we had them printed over at lvac and they'll be available at that fest so if you're going to be in brooklyn i think that's in a couple of weeks uh check out justin at that fest so all right that's it that's 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 all the thank yous and now we've got to do the uh oh, actually
1: uh shout out to my sponsor uh liquid death water
2: <laughs> <laughs> yo i do actually really like liquid death can i just say that like I, I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. It's I, all I, over I, the fucking place here. So I always. Oh, like is that, that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have I it, just like, found a, out that their flavored seltzers have it.
0: sugar in them. Oh, really? Yeah. That's been the issue. Mm. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm going to bang with these guys. Cause like, that's the shit. But then I, I, I looked into it.
2: See, I've, I only do their plain. you know, that's interesting. I don't know why I never tried their flavored seltzer, but I I always just do the plain seltzer. I don't know Same. why. I
0: mean, they're good, but now we know why. <clears throat>
2: yeah, the
1: Hollywood always has the regular like the still water and then the seltzer, and I usually just get the mm. seltzer. but I don't yeah. want to get like a kombucha on tap. Like a like a weirdo.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair. Kombucha. They have kombucha on tap. Yeah, dog. It's man. the fucking West Coast. You, you live in wine. a different world. You in get, a different fucking a, yeah. world. I mean, I'm, yeah, in Chica- same, I'm in Chicago, so they just have Italian beef on tap. You just get a cup of Italian nice. beef. Uh, nice. Not mad, nice. It's good. It's kind of fermented a little bit. I like it. Yeah, the beef is my people. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, we have to do the segment.
0: Whack now. it on track!
2: I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to do it. Alright, Evan, are you going to go first, second, or third? uh i'll go first i guess i like it i like it what's going on with you what's whacking on track
1: so you kind of stole my whack i only had one whack and i was gonna say that uh you all pranked me and i didn't appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm I'm just gonna justin really thought
2: he really thought that was the funniest joke and that you would think it was really great and funny. And then I was like, I don't think he thinks it's that funny. I think he's just sad. He's not going to get a thread shirt. I was so
1: excited. I was ready to give you at least like $30 of my money.
2: Wow. And here we are. I mean, look, I think we're going to get a thread shirt. I think it's going to happen. Probably not like very soon. I think it feels more like a fall release to me, but we'll see. We'll see what he, what we do. A fallout release. Maybe. Uh, there you go, Fallout
1: double feature. There you go, yeah. writes itself.
2: I just feel like it's good for September, right? Like it's 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 depressing, but it's not quite. I feel like we we don't really do this, but in October, I kind of want to do horror stuff. You know what I mean? Like especially because we don't actually do just horror stuff the rest of the year, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like that makes sense. But September, it's like you know things are starting to get a little sadder. Let's let's put out the nu- the nuke shirt. I don't know. Maybe it's more of a Christmas thing. I don't know.
1: That's true. What says Christmas more than, you know, a megaton bomb?
2: Yeah. Nuclear winter. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So then what's on um, track,
0: Evan, if that's your only whack? That, that so there's a bunch Liam of shit that's on track, if I'm being honest. Where? Let's hear it. Uh,
1: so my all-time favorite band, the Exploding Hearts, is doing like a weird 20th anniversary like scab lineup kind of deal, mm. and they announced... Three shows, none of which were near me, even though they're from Portland. And then they finally announced a Portland date uh, last week. And I got tickets for that. So I'm super excited. It's like the closest I'll ever
0: get to seeing that band. So I mean, who in that band died? Didn't like I thought all of them passed. Yeah,
1: only I think two of them were the surviving members, one of which just passed away, I think this past year, uh, King Louis. And uh, yeah, just the just the one dude now. And like, uh, I guess like a scab lineup of people that they're friends with, which is fine. Wow. I mean, I'll take what I
0: can get. Yeah. Who's the one and, dude? What did he do?
1: A uh, guitar player. Can't remember. And, I, Adam, maybe. I don't remember what his name is.
0: I do love the Exploding Hearts as well. So, yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: I mean, that LP is like my all time favorite record.
0: I the adore R&D. it, too. Super. Attended, I don't know if it's my all-time it's like, favorite, but I love it.
1: It'll be cool to see them here too, since it's like you know,
0: basically their their
1: homecoming kind of deal.
0: Yeah, Terry. Do you know like the Terry deal with Six
2: that band, Liam. One. So I know them because other people have talked
0: about it, but I've never really spent time with it.
2: Oh no! But like you know them? how
0: they all died because they got in a car accident or whatever. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Is yeah, that the story? Like, have they were. Um, right on the like cusp of getting like very big because i guess they yeah. like they to out to boston to play like two shows and that was like their only east coast shows and then they did a string of dates in in the bay area and on their way back like an hour outside of portland they got no van accident and three members died and it was like they were being courted by lookout records yeah just like earlier in that that time frame so like they were really about to to kind of blow up.
2: What a
0: bummer. A definite yeah, bummer. But the yeah. the record is amazing though.
2: So you're 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 excited are are you cautiously excited or are you just fully into it? I mean, it could be a mess, but I'm going to go.
1: So, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it won't be. They're playing New York before and Steven's going to be there, so he's going to be my like my head's up. Your just barometer. In case if if yeah. it's gross,
0: yeah. Mm, there you go. But I think it'll be okay.
1: I'm into that. I'm
0: into that. Yeah.
1: All right. um, I just saw the, the, gre- the greatest film in the Fast and the Furious franchise, uh, mm-hmm. Tokyo Drift, in the theater for the first time. In the, the theater? Great, the greatest. Get yeah. out of here. Get the out greatest of one here. In, the, in the franchise. Oof. So that's exciting. You mispronounced. Even that guy's like kind of gross.
2: You mispronounced part five. no No. come on man that guy Uh, is kind of gross right isn't he's not great yeah yeah, yeah. he's like kind
1: of a piece of shit but i mean you know the the white guy
2: yeah the white guy from tokyo drift i think is like a weird like right wing dude or something there's something going on with him he's got some some questionable politics i mean don't get me wrong this is a film series in which the 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 paterilius is a man who many stars of the franchise cannot be in the same room with, so they write yeah. the scripts so that he doesn't have to be on set with them so like clearly the whole family is dysfunctional, but still, I think that particular gentleman has some other weird shit going on but I, I I'll be honest, I don't remember I read something about it a long time ago, and I don't remember now what it is
1: yeah i remember I don't remember what it is either,
2: but I remember it being like not great, so yeah. 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 What are you going to do? Well, I'm glad you saw it, though. That's still fun. I like yeah. I, I do like it. It's it's no five, but I, I do like it.
1: I think that was the only one I, I haven't seen in the theater. So I was like excited to tick that one off. Um, but like out here, I, I don't know if you're familiar. So there is uh, the Hollywood Theater, which is like the main mm-hmm. spot in the city. And they do a lot of the programming. Um, and I'm like not that far from that. And then there's also uh, Cinemagic, which is a smaller, like, one-screen theater. that sure. they, they just yeah. got, like, a 35-millimeter, and they're starting to do more stuff. There's the Clinton Street, which is also close. So there's, like, four or five theaters within our area that are doing, you know, pretty decent programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. like, for movie shit, like, especially with the Hollywood being so close, they're just constantly doing, like, like, I saw a 35-millimeter of Chuck Turner uh, they're doing I, Cleopatra drones coming up. I've you know I've just seen tons of shit there, so it's it's nice to have.
0: That's and really like great. Movie
1: Madness is like a ten minute walk from the house. I took Lore there the other day, and he looked like he was going to lose his shit. Oh yeah,
2: how <laughs> was hanging out with Lore? How was all that? Oh, it was
1: great. I mean, I I don't think I've spent that much time with him in a consecutive time frame in like well over a decade and a half. Hmm. hmm so it was cool i mean he just you know we met up we got dinner three nights ended up at a drag show at blackwater which was interesting that's fun right? uh, took him to blackwater or took him to blackwater took him to movie madness Yeah, just gave him the the inside experience uh, insiders place yeah it was cool it was fun nice
0: i, I feel awesome. like
2: i feel like too like he seems i mean you tell me but he seems pretty a lot more relaxed on vacation
0: oh
1: yeah i mean he was like he was chill you know I'm glad I got I'm the glad. the update on on some things that, you know, I haven't thought about in a long time. Or like sure. people I haven't thought about in a long time.
2: Yeah, man. Well, I hope he had fun. It, I, his pictures make it look like he has fun. So I think, you know, he yeah. he has so much stuff going on at home that I'm just like, man, I hope he had a good time. It looked like you guys were having fun. So,
1: yeah, I think I think uh, I think he liked it. So it was nice to nice. It's always nice to get guests and show them around. Yeah, totally.
2: Well, yeah. I, I mean, we got to, we got to come out. I got to come out there. Man. Yeah. We got to come out there.
1: Dude, we got a guest room, man. Just fucking say the word. I
2: know. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Crap. All right. Anyways, uh, I don't want to go in a whole spiral about not having been on vacation in so long. Um, hey, uh, anything else uh, on track you want uh,
1: to talk about? So the only other thing I was going to mention is that I'll be back in Philly next month. To oh, work, yeah. Uh, something to talk about. Fest number two which is the 22nd to the 26th of June. So uh, if you don't know, now you know. You should go. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah. I'm, we're going to hang out.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, we are. We'll be at the Pumps. church. We'll be at Cousin yeah. Danny's. We'll be at a photo club. It's the whole, the whole, all the hotspots.
0: That's the thing. There you go. The lineup yeah, for that man thing about is town. pretty sick. It's a pretty sick lineup.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm stoked to finally pretty see pumped. Destruct. I've wanted to see that band since they started.
0: Yeah, I feel that. So I feel you. that. Yeah. All
2: right, All right. Uh, Josh, are you going next or you want me to go next? It's
0: up to you, Liam, whatever you want. Dealer's choice.
2: Well, uh, uh, you know, a little, little behind the scenes, y'all. Me and Josh are going to do an episode on the new Guardians movie. So I won't talk about that, but I did see that. And I bring it up only to say that the on track of that was just that she's made time to go see it with me because she's just been crazy busy lately. Like, I just feel like. We haven't had a lot of time for fun stuff for weeks and weeks. So getting to go to like a fun matinee with her, it was just really nice. And we went to a theater mm-hmm. that had food. Uh Well, it wasn't my favorite theater as food, but it was still nice, you know, whatever. It was a good time. So, so other than that, I haven't had a lot of time to do a whole lot. I've had a few things here and there um uh that were, somewhat you know interesting but you know not a lot of shows haven't been to a lot of movies i did go to the chicago critics film festival uh i will point people to the three reviews i already wrote for that uh but in in case you don't have time to read those reviews i'll just say um past lives is in the running for my favorite movie of the year just it's unbelievable uh really really good i think it um I think if people see the trailer, they might think it's only sort of like a melancholy, like love lost sort of or 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 just like awkward friendship sort of movie. But I think there's a lot going on under the surface about immigration in the sense that Mm. like one of these two people immigrated to, uh, well, Canada first and then the U.S. And so the differences between them are not just distance and time but this is time and culture. And what does that mean? How does that affect how they interact? You know, I think there's some, there's a lot of that going on. You know, there's a magical moment where, you know, this isn't a spoiler because the, the trailer tells you the movie shows three different times in her life. And when she finally meets up with this guy who she knew as a kid, again, she's married, she's married to someone else. And this moment that's in the trailer, her husband says, if this was like, a movie i'd be the villain right because i'm your white husband standing in the way of you guys getting back together and it's like it's funny it's a very funny moment but i think a lot of people think that like well that is what the movie's going to be is like star-crossed lover shit and it's not about that at all it's about like memory and about culture and you know not that there isn't a tinge of of that sort of romantic thing going on but that's not really i think what the movie's about so i can't recommend it enough i thought it was really beautiful. Uh, and amazing for it. That's a first time feature for that director, right? Mm. Um, I also saw um, a movie called When the Light Begins to Fade, I think is the name of it. Where? When the Light? Yeah. I, I don't know. Where the Light? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was, it was a little too close to a student film, I think, to highly recommend it. But I did think it was very well done. And I thought the director, Lin Tran she just shows a lot of promise. I think it still feels like a very young movie, but like, I just think she's going to be a strong director in the future, you know? So uh, I think if, if, if you're not interested in a movie that is basically just about being 25, you know, that experience of like, I'm out of college and I don't know what I'm doing with my life. If that doesn't sound appealing to you, then this won't work for you. But to me, it takes that, but it is a very sort of, uh, artistic take on that kind of movie that I thought really showed a lot of promise. Uh, and then I also saw a movie called passages, uh, that is, uh, that is actually a love triangle film in which, uh, two men have, they have been married for 15 years and then, you know, they're starting to like, maybe not totally lose interest, but the relationship is getting kind of tense. And one of them, uh, who is a kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know, sort of like a fly by the seat of the pants artistic type, you know, very kind of like I do what I want when I want, meets this woman at a club and like hooks up with her, and then it becomes their love triangle, which all feels very dramatic and sordid, only it's very funny. And the main source of the comedy is that even while the pain of being in this sort of mixed relationship is very real for the care for the these characters, the one character who is the one between them is such an extreme narcissist that the things that he does and says just become fodder for humor. And the whole movie is like sad, but also funny. It's like, Oh, this moment is really hard. Oh, I can't believe he fucking said that. And then you're like laughing. Cause it's like ridiculous. And uh, it just manages to walk that line, the whole movie where it's like, kind of sad but also kind of ridiculous and it made me really happy it was like kind of once i realized it was a funny on purpose because the first couple of times he acts like an asshole and it's funny you're like oh man that's they're pushing this thing a little far this is starting to become funny and it t- took me a little bit to be like oh no it's it's meant to be a very it's meant to be a funny movie but it's hard to do that it's hard to make a movie that has that kind of over-the-top right
0: toes that line
2: yeah 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 that's not easy to do and i think this movie does it uh the two movies i haven't had a chance to write about yet a movie called blue jean uh about a woman living in thatcher's england who is living sort of a double life she's a a gym teacher for uh, high school kids but she's also uh, a lesbian who is not out to anyone she knows and so she's trying to like keep it hidden especially for people who don't know in thatcher's england uh it was not legal to be gay and they were trying to make those laws even stricter uh there was a real push and uh it's a shame that a lot of this movie feels very much about now and not about Mm -hmm. then just because we're living in a time where other similar laws are being pushed and and shit like that uh but i will say it's a sort of movie that is very compassionate to her struggle with whether she should come out or not it it takes that the difficulty of that very seriously and I know that the question of coming out in the queer community is kind of fraught for some people. It's like uh, a mandate that you just need to do it. And that's what you need to do. And for other people, it's a little bit like, well, you don't get to make that decision for other people. And uh, as a straight man, I don't think I get to have a take on that. Honestly, I don't think my perspective on that question quite matters. So I want, I still want to review the movie, but I do think this movie will be, Hard for some people, right? Because it's mm. it's hard to take seriously that the movie wants to show that there are consequences for her not coming out, uh, not just for her, but for some of the students and stuff. On the, the other community. hand, yeah. On the other hand, it's very compassionate towards her. It's it's she's not a villain because she's not ready to make this choice, right? And so I think it could offend people in either direction. Speaking of a movie that could offend people in other direction, the last movie I saw uh, is a movie called Brother. It is a a movie about uh, black immigrants growing up in Toronto uh, or maybe just outside of Toronto, like Toronto, some of the suburbs are particularly uh, poor and uh, it's sort of like growing up in the eighties, hip hop in Toronto, being an immigrant in Toronto, being black in Toronto. uh, And it goes through different time periods in this character's life, showing his relationship to his brother, but also showing us before and after his brother passes away and i think that movie though very well done is going to also have detractors from people who feel like it maybe piles on the trauma on these folks you know uh it's based off a book a historical novel and i just suspect that maybe a book is better at telling a nuanced story about suffering because as a movie it just feels like Oh, more bad things are happening. Now, that's not to say it's unrealistic. Like, I believe that these bad things happen. But there are some folks who, would, who are sympathetic to that kind of story who might feel like they're tired of that. You know, there's a lot of discussion right now that, like, Black suffering is not the only story to tell about the Black community. But this story is about suffering, you know, so you have to decide for yourself if you're willing to go through what is a lot of fucking suffering. There's a lot of shit that this family goes through. Uh, And again, I think because in a book there's more nuance, you probably also get their joys and their happiness. And you get some of that in the movie, but it's a lot of suffering. Uh, And then, of course, there'll be shitty people from the other direction who are like, it's not realistic because it's not that hard even in the 80s. Well, you know, people who judge it that way. Those people suck, but I know that they'll they'll be out there. I think the movie is trying to tell a, a compelling story from a very popular book, and it's doing it with, like, a black director, black script. You know, a lot of people making the movie uh, are themselves black Canadians, so, like, I, I think it's trying to do it, but I just know watching it, like, oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of trauma in the movie, mm-hmm. and I think Audiences are going to have to decide for themselves if they want that or not, because I've heard the same discussion of movies that I also think are very good movies, maybe even better movies, that people are just like, I'm I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this kind of story and I don't need it anymore. So I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend it to people, but I, I would say if you aren't tired of that kind of story, I do think it's still a very good movie. Uh or at least a pretty good movie. I think it's elevated closer to very good just because the performances are great. That's maybe the best part of the movie is that all of the actors are just killing it. But you know, decide decide for yourself. Uh that's about it. The only other thing I was going to mention is um, Josh, you know, I'm not quite I, I, I watch some Star Wars stuff, but mm. I'm not like a big Star Wars. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I'm like a like a medium Star Wars person,
0: right? Mm.
2: But I do watch some stuff and uh When I finished the most recent season of The Mandalorian, uh, I really was seeing a lot of things that were suggesting that uh, that and Ahsoka are drawing a lot from the cartoons. So I started watching that Rebel show with Maeve because we needed a new show with Maeve and she's kind of interested in Star Wars. So we started watching Rebels because it's for kids. Uh, And I got to say, not only do I think Rebels is pretty good and I can see why. A lot of plots from Rebels are, like, really important for the TV shows. Like, honestly, like, like if, if, if you're watching some of these live action shows and you're like, I don't understand what's happening, it, it, some of it is, like, directly lifted from Rebels. Uh, but also, and I didn't really realize this till now, we're in, like, the third season of Rebels, it's kind of a horror show. Like, the episodes take different structures, but a lot of episodes of Rebels are Monster of the Week episodes. Like they go to a planet and there's a big kaiju, or they are in some place and there's like a a Sith or an Inquisitor or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of episodes are like animated and directed in a way they feel like horror. They they it feels like a, a horror show, which is like kind of weird for a Star Wars property, but maybe it makes more sense than I than I realize. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's there is an uh, an undercurrent of horror to some other Star Wars stuff, especially with darth vader whatever but you know Mm. when there are a few episodes that darth vader is in in this show and i you know he's more of a badass in the show than he is in the movies like he's he's a truly scary individual really once once Mm. they show it you know so anyways i i don't know that that's if you're a medium star wars person like me i don't know if it sounds interesting for me it's got me kind of less skeptical of star wars i don't know if i'm gonna like Watch the Obi Wan show or anything like that, but Mm. I am uh, I am a little less skeptical of the broader Star Wars story, and honestly, I'm just excited because I'm a little more excited at least because Mave is like Mave is like into Mm. it, and I think that's cool. So that's it. That's all I got. What's up? What's up with you, Josh?
0: Um. So first the whack. I went to see my doctor today and left with a prescription for a colonoscopy because it is time. Yeah, boy, 45 years old. That's where it gets you, babe. So, hey, do your best, y'all. Do your best. That's all we can ask of ourselves. So on track, I saw Fast X on Monday, and then I saw it again yesterday. So uh, I've seen it twice. It's pretty cool. And then (laughs) I saw saw the new Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie, You Hurt Me. You Hurt My Feelings, I think it's called. And uh, this movie, do you guys know about this movie at all? No, no. It is an A24 property, which is why when I got the invite, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm in. So I went. It's about Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays a writer, and she found success writing a memoir, right? She's married to a dude who's a therapist, and she's working on her second book, which is a work of fiction. And um, it's her and her sister, and they're hanging out. They're in New York City proper. And um, the husband, her husband and her sister's husband are friends. So they're shopping for socks. So they're like, oh, they're in the store looking for socks. Let's go find them. And they go and she overhears the dude talking shit on her novel, which is her husband just being like, I'm just not into it. I think it's bad. And uh, they don't make their presence known. They're basically eavesdropping. And then the movie just unfolds with her dealing in a very passive aggressive way with. How to deal with the way that this her husband is not pleased with her new novel that she's pouring her soul on, and so on and so forth. And like the husband is a therapist, you know, and he's seeing people. And David Cross is one of his uh, clients who's talking. He's doing like marriage counseling. Ah, I don't know. I'm just, I hate to say it, man. I am suspect on movies that take place in New York City, that is just culturally homogenous. It is boring to me. And I know that it's like a thing. Like, I just don't understand how you're going to make a movie take place with all these people in New York City, and not one of them is not white. Like, word, that's your New York? Never been my experience there, but okay. I guess that's what it is. So, I don't know. It was fine. Um, It was no fast X, but, you know, it's pretty cool. And then um, also this week, I saw Hammerfall, finally, from Sweden. Never seen Hammerfall before. And uh, I was headbanging. It was a good time. Uh, I am tired of middle to old aged dudes just filming the band with their phones right in front of the stage. Like, what are you going to do? Why are you filming this? Can you not just enjoy yourself? Like, and just the the degree of fuck everyone standing behind me is like, bro, really? So we have to watch the show through your phone because you won't move from right in front of the stage and you want to film the whole thing for some reason. Okay, I guess that's fine. But that was irritating. And then um, I went and saw the Markmen with Colleen Green and Chained Bliss opening. And that was really fun. And I asked Evan if he wanted a t shirt and he didn't like any of them. So, did you,
1: know, you, did you buy any expensive records from the ancient artifacts pop up?
0: I walked through the ancient artifacts pop up and there was definitely like a bunch of really expensive things all over the place. So I just looked and then I left.
1: Yeah, shit's have I've like mail ordered from him. And he's always got yeah. good shit, but
0: like, good God. It was like $75 for a set list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like respect, but it's also like, ah, I'm good. It's cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I, he, he hooked me anymore. up with, I mean, I can't. Um, you know, that that like legendary love hall flyer that's like Void, Antidote, Wide Eye, yep. uh, Necros. I yeah. I've been after one of those since i was like high school and he had one and he was just like yeah i don't know like a 100 bucks whatever and it's like it's like folded but it looks like it's like brand new
0: it's crazy insane that's yeah there was a bunch of really pricey flyers from shows and stuff but like magical shows you know what i mean just like shows that we've read about and heard about like oh shit so i don't know i thought that the markman were awesome though but I mean, does, all the bands were good. But, but does
2: I, he have the Unabomber VOD and Floor Punch show flyer? Because
0: I do,
1: huh? Robbie Is that the Subway Slaughter, Slaughter one or whatever? Uh
0: I don't no, remember. Red Cheeks, actually, Cheeks used to book under the name Unabomber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. his his logo Unabomber presents. Like, yeah,
2: he did. The, oh, I'm thinking uh, of the,
1: the Scarhead
2: one. Yes, 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 yes That's yes, the one.
0: Yeah, Um yeah. <laughs> Shout out to
1: Robbie yeah. Redcheeks.
2: Yeah, definitely
0: right. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I got. So I saw right. Fast and the Furious Ten, and I saw You Hurt My Feelings, and then I saw The Markmen. And how Gamblefall.
2: would you put? How would you place Fast Ten in the in the in, in the, the Pantheon? Pantheon? Yeah.
0: Um, it was either written by some AI aggregator that took all nine of the movies prior and just melted them down into one AI generated script, or. It was written by a 10-year-old that's hopped up on Pixie sticks and cocaine. Either way, for the two hours and 26-minute runtime or whatever it is, me and Reject and Scully and Eva were screaming for like two of those hours and punching the chairs in front of us and stuff, like losing. And then like the 26 minutes remaining, in the, and like it was dispersed throughout the movie. That's the talking. So, yeah. you know, it was, it's a lot. It's a lot. I was can it, understand what it people do Was like it better or
1: worse than Cocaine
0: Bear? It was better than Cocaine Bear by a lot. So okay. I didn't appreciate Cocaine Bear because they didn't go hard enough into the comedy or the gore. Yeah, I agree. You know what yeah. I mean? Very middle of the road. It's not like Renfield that went super hard on the comedy and super hard on the gore, and it was just fucking great from start to finish. I still haven't you know watched I mean? it. I still haven't watched oh, it. Oh, I, I love it so yeah. fucking much. It's so good. It opens with a ska joke. Yeah, it's great.
1: I was gonna go see that, but it was sold out, so I saw that Sisu movie instead when I got locked out of the house.
0: Oh, I'm pumped to see Sisu though. It was good. It it.
1: felt like a less douchey, like finished Tarantino.
0: Okay. All right. I'm into that. So hey, what But Renfield, you know, no no shots of like people's feet. Okay. No no fetishisms. Except no. for the fetish of killing Nazis, from what I understand. No, no so, N-word
1: okay. being thrown around gratuitously for no reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Hey, I'm into it. It's good. Yeah. I definitely... But yo, Renfield. You guys got to see Renfield. You really do. It's super good. Yeah. It's written by Robert Kirkman, who wrote The Walking Dead and Invincible. So it's that I'm, movie. I'm, I'm definitely curious. I'm definitely curious.
2: I'm not, like, not into it. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Hmm.
0: Okay. Well, when you do, you'll be like, Josh was right. <laughs> Shit is I, mean, I, mean, I say that a lot. So. Yeah,
2: I I don't know. I I don't know if I say that for some of the bigger movies, but I feel like Renfield, I I trust you a lot. I feel like uh, some of the giantest blockbusters, she'll be like, it was so cool, and I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but it, it's like fifty fifty though, because like I would have never watched those fast movies at all without you, and I like yeah. a chunk of them. I like like three of them a lot.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, 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 not a bad okay. ratio. Yeah. All right. It. I
2: know. I know. It's hard to go from the joys, the joys of cinema, to maybe the tortures <laughs> of cinema. Uh, although tortures makes it seem like I think the movies are bad. These are. I think both of these no, are these, actually. Both of movies. these are joys to watch. Sure. Yes. Don't, we'll don't we'll go yourself. with. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come right. back, we're gonna talk about the day after and threads. Two mm. classic nuke <laughs> movies. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs>
0: So Evan is with us, and he picked two joyous movies to celebrate life. Uh, we picked what did we pick, Evan?
1: Uh, Day after and Threads, because you know life is not you know not depressing enough. Is, you right. do, do you want to start? Films. Do you want to start here or in the
2: UK? Which one are we? Which one? Are we go I mean,
1: first? Day After was first, so we might as well go chronological.
2: All right, as well. all
0: right. Yeah.
2: Do you think Evan? Before we get into the movie itself. Do you think your attraction to these nuke movies is partly because it's such a common theme in punk bands? Like, there's a lot of punk bands who just are talking about the nuclear the end. end, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, as, like, a, a
1: general thing, like, I've always been kind of, like, attracted to the Dystopia. darker end of, like, this kind of <laughs> shit. Like, not, like, in, like, an edge y like, you know, like, oh, uh, serial killers, uh, like, that kind of shit. But like I've always had like a weird fascination with like, you know, these these types of like disasters, these like man-made things that, you know, could possibly have happened and could possibly still happen. Mm. Yeah. Uh
2: so day after, uh what year did they after come? Was that eighty-two? Eighty-three. So 83. it was uh
1: 20 of 83 was the the air date, like the original ABC TV show air date.
2: Uh and the I don't know which version you guys watched, but uh, the aired version there's a mo there's a jump scare where a girl with bandages on her eyes screams. That was actually cut from the original. Uh, oh, really? Television yeah, air it was deemed a too three scary. Three
1: hour, three hour work print, and then a like a two hour. Uh, I think the two hour one was the one that was like actually aired on TV.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, there there's a lot of stuff that they they left out. I I I think some people. Tend to prefer threads, based upon the brutality difference, because there mm. is a bit of like a, like an American sentimentality to this thing. Like we really get to know these characters for the most part. There's a lot of like family dynamics and stuff. Yeah, but I,
0: Jason Robards. Yeah, I it mean, feels,
1: it feels more like a film too. Yes, like it does. Threads. I think they intentionally used people that weren't like super familiar. To make it seem more real. But, like, you know, the day after you're getting, like, fucking Steve Gutenberg the year before he was in Yo, police academy.
2: I, I, okay, so I had never seen this before. Josh, had you watch this one before? No, I had never seen this. Before. How shocked were you when Gutenberg, when the Goot showed up?
0: Yeah, when the Goot showed up, I was like, oh shit. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it blew my mind because he was so, and John Lithgow's in this genre. Fucking John like,
1: Lithgow, too. Yeah, Fucking man. John books,
0: Lithgow, Jason Robards. Yeah. He looks exactly the same as
1: he does in like, it's a rock rocking the sun too just like he's never mm. aged
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well i I, I i mean this like let's just put that out there first before we sort of i mean you basically know what happens but i will do a little bit of a plot summary but uh first off this is a this is a pretty strong in 1983 this is a strong cast this is a strong cast yeah. especially for like a tv movie uh it's it's pretty impressive uh so this is set in in between Lawrence and kansas city shout out to lawrence uh those of you who know uh nick Spachek, who's been on the show and who has his own show on the network uh carnage report he actually lives in lawrence uh and then his co-host lives in in kansas city but uh you know this is like going in between the two locations uh and it's it's really it's set in this rural area i think personally in an effort to dispel the idea that like if there's a nuclear attack then like the coasts are fucked but as long as yeah, you live near, a, the, live near a farm, you're fine. It's like, well, no, not when the farms have fucking missile silos in them, guys. Like, yeah. it's Yeah.
1: I always thought that was so funny, too, because like they're they're prominently based in like the heartland where like a lot of those like sack bases and like the, the like uh, so the Titan missile silos, like a yeah. lot of those were yeah. like in that area. But yet they remained, you know, mostly untouched, which I don't think would have mm-hmm. been realistic at the time. Right.
2: Right. Right. Well, but, but I do think like this idea that like, well, like, cause you know, Lawrence is a bit outside, but even when they go even further out than Lawrence, it's like some, you're getting fallout pretty far, far out there, you know? And, and, right. uh, I, I mean, I think there is some pushback on this movie because when the missiles go off, oh, I didn't really do the plot. So, you know, it's, you know what it is. We get to know these people somewhere at the college, some are just like farmers people planning to get married and while this is all happening there's a conflict in germany that escalates and escalates and everyone keeps telling themselves i mean we're not really gonna do it though right like this situation sucks but we're not gonna do the the thing yeah it
1: has that that great like underpinning of anxiety where like no matter which character you're with You'll just see like someone will walk by and there'll be like a group huddled around a TV hearing about like, uh, you know, a gathering of troops on the border between like East and West Germany and like something like that. You'll just catch snippets of it every now and again.
2: And it's really, um, you know, we're, we're really only shown one family who is somewhat prepared and even they're like barely prepared, right? Like they mm. start to do things that, you know, they probably heard about in the 50s to protect themselves. And like, you know, a bunch of them still die of radiation poisoning, right? Like it's really yeah. not
0: it's that it's pretty helpful. bleak. It's pretty yeah. bleak. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But like, but you know, and then of course there's like, you know, there's marauders and things like that. So uh, you know, we get to know some of these characters, we watch them in various ways, uh, try to get through. We see a hospital where there's a doctor and he's trying to help people. Things just keep getting more. Uh, even after the attack, are more and more out of control. I think a lot of people also thought this movie was corny because with the attack, you get that effect where you see the skeletons, and that's mm. that's not a real thing. That's the, I whatever. love that shit though. That's I like think some, it's fun. I, like it's a Reaper strong, image. It's strong trunk
1: image, kind of thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally it, totally, it kind of takes you away from it a little bit, but right. it's still pretty good. Like the one with the horse, always kind of like it was a little unsettling.
2: Yeah, mm. well, that's the thing, right? This movie has quite a few unsettling images for a movie yeah. that before the bombs go off the movie feels like an upbeat family film like the tenor of the like the thing with threads is like long before anything happens in threads you don't feel the way the movie is filmed you don't feel totally safe like everything is just yeah. kind of like i don't Hats. know yeah it's a little tense and you're in this like weird space the cinema verite almost thing this yeah. movie like there's rising music and fun camera work and it really <laughs> feels like oh man this is a real like family drama and then nuclear missiles go off and it's the end of the fucking world man like it's, it's so dark fucking dark yeah yeah and and the idea that like uh Uh, You know, at the time, this movie had a pretty big impact, right? Whatever. Mm. But in the time since, people have really kind of dogged on this movie as being maybe a little corny or whatever. And I'm like, I went into it thinking like, oh, well, between the two, this is the more corny one. I guess in that it's a movie and it's an American movie. So it has to have
0: like music. Some jingoistic, yeah, like that kind of mentality and ideal to it.
2: Oh, totally. But also like the way that... uh, You know, threads isn't interested in having a cool soundtrack or like compelling characters. Like some of the people that you watch die in threads. I'm like, I don't know what that person's name is. I don't know. That doesn't (laughs) matter. You know what I mean? Like there's less, uh, there's less movie magic. This movie has some movie magic in it, but it's also not afraid to be like, Hey, look, this whole gym is filled with dying people. Look at all the extras. (laughs) We gather together hundreds of extras and put them in this basketball gym just so that you would see all these people dying in a room and it's sad. All right, fucking let's keep drip. going. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think any of it is like, it, it, there's no hopeful. I mean, literally, you could argue the most hopeful moment is when the guy goes to fucking Kansas City to die. And he, he tries to threaten some people out of the ruins of his house, which he can't do because he's too sick to threaten them. And then while he's crying out in pain at his impending radiation death, a guy like pats his shoulder. That's like the hope of the movie is like, well, we could show a little compassion as we're rotting away in the <laughs> irradiated hellhole that's left over. We could at least be like, hey, I'm here, too, buddy. It's OK. Like, that's it. That's all we got. That's all you fucking get yeah, in the movie. That's all you get. It's so stark. Evan, Evan, when did you first see this movie and talk about, you know, its influence your in your life? relationship with this yeah, movie, Yeah. yeah, yeah i saw this shit when i was in high school this was
1: um it was on tv just like one of those days where i'm watching tv during the day and i caught i missed like the first like maybe like five to ten minutes of it but i caught from there on and ever since i've just been like enamored by this movie i just there's something about it that just like really like ticks all those boxes for me even though it is like you know kind of a corny like almost like an after school special style like abc tv movie it's still just like it's the right bit of bleak and Mm. i think that the cast is like super strong like the woman that plays um denise like when she's like yeah yeah like basically like wasting away to nothing from radiation and uh gutenberg's like trying to console her like fucking gets me still and i've seen that movie like dozens of times now but it's still just like Really hits
0: you kind of hard. Josh, what
2: did you think of this thing?
0: It was pretty bleak, man. I mean, of the two, it's it's not I liked uh Threads better. Just because Threads was more visceral to me, you know what I mean? Hmm. But this movie, like Evan said, it has a really strong cast for what for a television movie. And uh it also made me think of just like the whole like do you remember around that time in the eighties, Liam, like how everything was like anti-russian anti like you know what i mean like you had movies coming out where like the bad guys were the russians right oh, you constantly had like, constantly yeah it was like perpetual and like even though this doesn't exactly like line up with that it's still the same kind of uh paranoia that fueled those movies in my mind
1: oh 100 right. well and i you never really find out who was
2: responsible too sure I kind right of, kind of like about it yeah who, who fascinating actually. who fired first well who knows yeah. we don't get to know that you know what i mean and the oh, other thing about doesn't it doesn't really matter right exactly the other thing about it that i think is interesting i think it's in this movie and not in threads yeah i think it's this movie they talk about them evacuating moscow right that they evacuated moscow and possibly some other cities and i remember thinking we would never fucking do that actually you know what i mean like
0: yeah.
2: in this movie and the same thing in threads right like no one is evacuated to a safer place. Everyone's just told, no. "Yo, just stay in your home. It's fine. You'll be yeah. fine. And the idea that the Russians are like, uh, this shit might pop off. We're going to evacuate the cities and maybe have people go into like tunnels somewhere or something. I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. Actually. I believe that. <laughs> Do I also believe they might not have enough food in those tunnels? That's also a possibility, but, uh, but like, it's not even a thing, right? Like people are fully just living their fucking lives up until the point that the missiles go into the air. And I'm sure someone watching this movie would be like, well, it doesn't feel realistic. That felt extremely fucking realistic to me yeah. that people would just be like, like, yeah, they know something's wrong. They're worried about it. But like almost no one is actually doing anything. There's like really just a few people who are like, I guess, put dirt on the basement windows and start putting water down there. I'm, I'm sure we'll, you know, and, 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 they don't even get it done in time. Right. Like it's not like they're like fully ready to go. Like they I mean, are it's, caught it's, out. It's not the fifties anymore. So like I, I just watched,
1: uh, on Tubi, there's a movie called, uh, the day called X. Uh-huh. That's like a, it's like a weird sort of like public movie that they made in the fifties. I think it was like 1957 about the, like the nuclear, um, like prep for, portland oregon so it it basically is like this like movie where it shows like what to do when you know the alarm hits and like the missiles are coming and they had i guess at that point like an evacuation plan and a route so it just showed like where everyone goes it shows like the downtown like after everyone's out and it's just like i remember watching that and thinking like that might have flown in like the 1950s but like i mean in the 80s when this movie came out I don't, I think at that point people were less worried about it. Yeah, and like, even yeah. now, like, I mean, it's always still a possibility, but I don't think, I think it would be a fucking mess to try and evacuate any major metro area with mm. something like that. That's like looming. Cause like, you know, no one is going to be respectful enough to like easily let you evacuate a whole
0: city. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Brutal. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I thought this was pretty good i do think like for folks for whom threads is perhaps a little too bleak this is a little bit more dramatized there's a bit of like character arc a little more
0: narrative going on here yeah i I, it's it's way more more for sure yeah 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 yeah.
2: i do think um i I think this is also true of threads but the people who are like well it's it's not a very realistic I, i i do think that's true like i i think the devastation would be but I think that's true a little of threads. More
0: cataclysmic, huh? I think
2: that's actually true of threads as well. So we'll get to so it in a sec, but with, with
1: the work print, they actually um had more realistic uh like scenes of both like radiation sickness and poisoning and also yeah. like like the bombs going off. But I guess a lot of that got cut. I don't know if it was because of like time constraints or because of the sensors, but it was apparently like way more brutal. Um and, like that being said, even in its like cut TV version there was still like they set up a hot like an a 1-800 hotline for people to call because they were like they
2: had fucking PTSD from watching this film Jesus. well I, I'm actually sure that's real I mean it the the word is that this movie had an effect on fucking Reagan, that that's why yeah. he started the disarmament talks is because he saw this <laughs> fucking movie, and he's like, oh, wait, that's what it'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, fuck you. but th- th- I'll tell you what, and we'll, we'll talk more about this with threats too, but like, watching both of these movies, I thought, yo, remember when the stuff popped off in Ukraine and there were people writing fucking editorials about how, like, yeah, I mean, if there is nuclear weapons, it won't be that bad. Like, there were straight up, like, conservatives saying like we should start nuking now like we should just start doing it because like we'll be fine it'll be fine guys it won't even be that bad and i was like are you fucking kidding me like (laughs) what what world are we in like not only do these movies depict this like fictional thing that still is pretty dark i think you could really argue that both of them are understated versions of what would actually happen, you know, like in fact, let's war. Yeah. You know, like we'll shift to threads. Threads is like you said, Evan, it's, it's less of a movie or less of a, of a narrative. It's, it's a little bit
1: more of like a, like, not like a documentary, but like something along those lines. It's like less. Less of a film, more of like a more reality based.
2: It kind of does at drama. times feel like a documentary, though. It's like a documentary of something that yeah. didn't happen or hasn't yeah. happened yet, depending on if you're watching it when it came out. Um, but even that it's one, the like, title
0: cards interspersed, that makes it feel more yes. like a it, like an instructional me video. Me about,
1: um, have you guys ever seen the War Game, which was no. another like British um, film from the '60s? It's all black and white, um, and very similar. Kind of has like title cuts. Um, you know, one, it's just like it flashes and it's just like, will the living really envy the dead? Like that kind of shit. Yeah. A lot of like the discharge imagery was like heavily pulled from it. Um, but it's just like another like, you know, nuke scare movie from the sixties that just shows like a bomb going off and like the results in like a small British town.
2: I mean, this one is just straight up brutal, right? And it it's very unforgiving. Like there it's it really shows the breakdown. I mean, well, here's there's a few things I want to say at once. Cause I, I really was kind of excited <laughs> by threads, partly because I had watched t t-shirt. It, well, oh, yeah, sorry. no. Yes. <laughs> but also I had watched this before and I didn't remember a lot of it. I watched it in high school and it like senior year and it like fucked me up then. But watching it now, I was like, man, I forgot a lot of this movie, like a lot of the details of it. Like I had the general scope. Uh but, as much as there's lots of little details I want to talk about, the one thing I want to mention real quick, because it relates to what we were just talking about, is there's a certain title card that literally uh, states that the the uh, actual nuclear output onto England in this scenario is 800 megatons, right? And I remember seeing that card come up, and I'm like, I'm like I England is a very fucking small place, guys. Like, I get that Sheffield isn't London, but I I don't know who would survive. Like, I I think, you know, there, there was uh, things I read from people at the time that were like, it's not believable by the end of the movie that, like, people have lost their language and stuff. Like, people were skeptical that it would be as bad as the movie portrayed. And I'm watching this thinking, I think it'd be worse, man. I think that those many nuclear bombs fall in England, I have trouble believing that many people survive. Like, I just I just have trouble even buying that much of this that you know even though when it comes to comparison to other movies i think this one's a lot more realistic uh but Mm. what one of the places where it's very dark but in a way that i thought really makes sense is you know uh, great britain being what it is they have these like little councils they've set up all over the country that kind of run things you know it's like Mm. we're gonna put these people in a fallout shelter and they're gonna run shit uh once the bombs fall and the idea that like a they are falling apart even though they have food and water and they're in this hole together they're fucking losing their shit pretty quickly and b by the time anyone gets to them they're all fucking dead it's like the people in charge of saving us are actually dead there was just something so dark about that moment yeah. but also fitting that i was like man i fucking love this movie like even at, even though it's like so depressing it like i think it really makes it, it just really clicked for me in a way to be like we think we can control this and we really fucking
0: can't. Yeah. That's
1: this. I, I am. I'm having a hard time keeping track of all like the, the, the like splits and nuke movies, but I know um was threads, the one where it had like that scene with the food riders that were getting uh
2: yes uh, executed by like the traffic wardens. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. the, the famous shot is the traffic warden whose right. face is yeah. covered in band covered in
0: bandages. And he has yeah. the gun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like he's dying, like that man is has radiation sickness, and he's dying, and he's probably not rational, right? Radiation sickness also causes mental issues, so he's probably also losing his shit, and he's got a gun, and he's gonna shoot at people who want food. You know what I mean like there is a darkness to this movie that even though the movie is very sad, you could see where people watch it and get a little bit of like uh uh. I don't want to say fun, but there's Enjoyed something it. about it that is satisfying. You know what I mean?
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it also it's, had, oh,
2: sorry. It Go ahead,
1: definitely. Um, I would say it's, it's way more of an entertaining watch, I think, than the day after, just in the sense that like, it has such a, a major shift of like, you know, the societal breakdown. Cause you don't really see that in the day after you kind of catch a glimpse yeah. of it towards the end. Like when, yeah the dude's telling everyone to like get off of his farm. And then you just like, you just hear that shotgun blast and then it like fades out. Like you kind of get set up for that, but you don't really see full well, like what's going to happen next. And I think you kind of get that with threads.
0: Meanwhile, threads ends with the lady having given birth to the child that it's just her looking at the baby, then black, (laughs) like look of horror on her face and then cut. That's it. And that my friends, is far more disturbing than everything else. I uh-huh, think. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, what a bummer!
2: I mean, Ugh. they're not even able to speak English anymore in this future. Like, there's no like it. It's threads is very much like. Uh, I'm not trying to say that the day after is hopeful. Like, we we're just talking about how bleak no. it is. But you, but could, threads it, is scorched earth. Yeah, you yeah. could see someone watching the day after and saying, "Eh, twenty years or so, they'll get it back together," which is psychotic. But someone could say threads moves into the future to make sure you know at a certain point people are going to be subsistence farming and it's not going to work out for them you know what i mean like the the kids are going to still be getting shot for stealing food in this future you know like every aspect of it is a fucking nightmare and like like saying like the like come and
0: see is a hopeful movie like yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. it, it is not a hopeful movie spoiler alert oh man yeah, threads is I don't know. Threads felt more like, you know, how when we watched the Spooky Sat by the door, that movie was banned because it was like a blueprint for like a civil uprising, and that's why like right. you know it got taken out. Uh, this movie felt like a blueprint for survival, even though the second half was like a lot more like visceral and horror-y, you know. It still gave you like this idea of like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. Do you think you can survive this?
2: But I, yeah. I think though that like w- w- there's a different philosophy, right? Like the day after people are caught unawares, but there's a sense mm-hmm. in which given different circumstances, maybe some of these people could have figured it out, right? Like, yeah, there's a number of ways that things go wrong in the day after that are circumstantial things could have Mm. been different unaccounted
0: for yeah Yeah.
2: threads is very much like you can plan all you want like i think part of the thing that's really compelling with threads is they have so much lead up to the attack like they Mm. have a lot of fucking time to go Ooh, this might be bad like we should plan and then they do plan and they they even put all these people who are in charge of shit in a hole So that after the bombs hit, they can keep planning
0: together and keep leading. Yeah.
2: What's really compelling about that is a, how many people don't show up? What was it? Like four, four of the 10, I think it's 15 people. Four of them just don't show up. Then within just a little while, I think it was like week two. They're just screaming at each other in this hole, yeah. And meanwhile, they have water. They have tea. The people who aren't in the hole with these s- supposedly smart people, they don't have anything. Everything is irradiated. They're fucking living in uh, uh, just uh, uh, trash everywhere. Like the whole world. I mean, at a certain point, a guy has a collection of dead rats, right? That he's given yeah. to people. Like the 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 reality on the surface is a nightmare. And the people who are trying to coordinate shit—they're not doing much better. I mean, and pretty quickly they're yeah. like, "Just shoot people. Don't give them food." You know, like the they're, they're they're and and so like I said, when they find them all dead, it for me it was so satisfying. Like, yeah,
0: fuck yeah. those people. But while they're also smoking in there, you're gonna yeah. smoke inside there. You <laughs> crazy? That part that was that's the like that's the least of your worries at that point, man. Yeah, that's I true. guess. But come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll start like, like smoking crack that at way. that point yeah that's true but you know the
2: the 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 name threads for people who don't know if you haven't seen it the name threads is this idea that like the threads the connections the relationships of society is what holds us together and when this cataclysm happens there's a sense in which without those connections and those relationships everything is out of balance and like we're all just living in chaos whereas the day after it's very much also designed to show like the horrors of nuclear war but there's a sense in which like a strong individual. I mean, Gutenberg just like runs to this house in the midst of the fallout to like, you know, just to like make it right. Like there's a sense in which with the right circumstances and whatever you could, you could survive, but it's not really worth it because of the damage. Like everything is destroyed, but like certain rugged individuals can maybe
0: figure it out. Yeah. the the Which follows the whole American pedigree for it. Right. Like that's the thing. Whereas threads, it's it's like, it very
2: much wants you to know like you're fucked because everything is fucked and no Mm -hmm. one is going to get through. I mean, it doesn't matter what anyone does in the movie. They're all in trouble in that movie. It's crazy. To me,
0: threads feels more like a cautionary tale. It's more of like a
2: realist approach
1: to it. I think, I mean, barring like the end where it does kind of get a little, uh, a, a little bit too much, but yeah, I mean, I think like out of the two, I prefer the day after, but out of the two, I think that it, it definitely, lends more realism to it. Now, do you prefer the day after? Cause it's just more entertaining in a way. I, I think I prefer it just cause it's the one that I have been more familiar with over the years. Like I, oh, I didn't see threads until probably I was in college and I found it somewhere. Um, I have like a VHS of it that I, I don't even remember where I got, but I just like, I, I was familiar with what it was, but i had never seen it. And that was like, I picked it up and I was like, Oh, like this seems like a thing that I want and you know <laughs> of course it was but yeah I, I always kind of tended to lean more towards the day after just because you know i think it had a little bit more of like a i don't even know how to describe it. like not like a hopeful tinge to it but like it just kind of like the story it had that like that good like hit of uh like anxiety in the build up to it which is what i always tend to like uh, as opposed to threads, where it's like you kind of saw it coming, like you you knew it was happening in both of them, but you didn't really get that kind of build up that you know you kind of expect.
0: Ooh. You like a crescendo to your dystopia, huh?
1: Yeah, I li- I like to know that like <laughs> it's like the I always call it like like the the red dawn you know approach where it's mm-hmm. like the opening title cards where it's just like telling you all this awful shit that's happening and then you know you're fucked and like. Every time I watch the news now, I'm just like, I'm seeing like, I'll watch like Al Jazeera in the mornings. I'm just seeing like the ticker go through and it's just like, oh, like all this awful shit is happening. It's like the opening cards of Red Dawn, just like Mm. constantly.
2: It really is like the, the weird thing about watching these movies is like, let's put aside the obvious thing, which is like we're heading towards our own kinds of like climate disaster and stuff like that but the fact that like even though we have new potential disasters whether that's uh you know climate change or whether that's like uh you know uh, police forces uh, uh putting out robot dogs that that they're sure they're not going to just murder people or you know you know uh, the increase of fascism around the planet there's all these like kind of things that feel slightly newer the fact that, like, also we were recently talking about possibly nuclear war, because no matter what anyone says about disarmament or Reagan being affected by this movie by uh, the day after, the reality is we still have a lot of fucking nuclear weapons, not just in this country, but other places, too, that, like, they're just ready to go. They're just still yeah, ready to they never go. went anywhere. And it's like, yeah. how? Why? What? to what i fuck you know like it's mm. it's like it's crazy to be like not only are these all these new things that might remind us of these movies just in the sense of like the panic or the fear or whatever we also still haven't gotten rid of this problem really yeah. even even you know it, it, the whole collapse of the soviet union didn't really matter anything for all these bombs we still got them they're still ready to go you know and it's fucking crazy man i just watching it like as much as i was appreciating what i was watching thinking about the ways that it makes me think about now was like making me really anxious in a weird way because i was like yeah fuck
0: well that's what these that's what these movies are both built on like that's the common denominator right like it is fodder for anxiety and it is uh it it gives in such a way that the anxiety is the main character in both of these movies right until the bomb drops
2: it you is know, very um, fucking brutal. Go ahead. It's fucked up, man. With, it's fucked up. We may threads, have
0: these, Evan. Oh,
1: sorry. Uh, Ted Turner actually paid out of his own pocket to have that movie like air because he couldn't get the like I guess like he couldn't get uh, the station or whatever to like get the rights to um, oh really? to cover it. So he paid out of pocket to have Threads aired on on TBS. You know, the superstation. Yeah. Because he felt that it was an important film and people needed to see it.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Shit's Ted, Ted Turner. Turner, huh? Wild. Man, God bless. Yeah, how about it? Well, I mean, yeah, you're fucked up for making us watch these, Evan. I, I did say that, right? Like that's Yeah. That's you're bad, welcome. Man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, do me wrong. Yeah. These are these are. I think these are both really good movies. It's not Evan's fault that like we're living <laughs> that in that we're a world. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying that we're living in a world where we would still feel. Hey, uh, we we should be watching these movies in a world where someone would be like. I don't understand what these movies are about. Like, why Mm. is everyone, why is this a movie about the world ending? Like that seems so far away. And instead I'm watching it going, fuck man. Yeah, Uh, It's like
0: a checklist. Especially in the
2: world of threads, because like, if there was such a thing at the time as a doomsday prepper threads is like uninterested in that as like a person who will make it right. Like, Mm everyone is fucked like uh, you know the day after tomorrow it's just not or day after tomorrow fuck the day after uh you know it's it's not really on the horizon like is there someone somewhere who's ready for this thing uh that's not really something they deal with but with threads it just really feels like you know if there's someone but i also wonder if if that it's harder to have that illusion in england again i don't believe if that that much nuclear you know explosion was dropped on that little teeny country that even that many people would survive. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of megatons. They're like, we you know, they, they, so they have, for me, who haven't seen it. They give you little title cards to let you know exactly what's happened. How many bombs have been fired? You know, what went How off days when. since the bomb. Yeah. yeah. All this stuff. And so they give you a total for the planet and for just the UK and the amount of megatons that they, in this scenario, have dropped on the UK. It's just really hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm sure a good, you know, million people survived or how many people they say in the movie. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, no fucking way, man.
0: Yeah, it doesn't two, make sense. Two, two yeah.
2: hundred people have made it. That's a small ass country, you <laughs> yeah. know, but I don't know. Maybe I'm being weird, but it just seems to be like this is the darkest movie. And it, I think it's even being a little nicer than it needs to be in some ways. But then there wouldn't be a movie. It would just be a bunch of dead people. And that's it. So. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. got you can't
1: panic people that much like you know you're <laughs> gonna fucking stir shit up a little bit but like yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like if you're just like oh yeah everyone's fucked you yeah know, i don't think it'd work out as much as you'd want it to
0: well
2: and i think yeah. in the u.s you could argue that there might be people who survive in theory but again we put so many missile silos in the middle of nowhere well like-
1: i mean there's there's like historical projections that show like the major centers where you know theoretically like say in the 80s they were gonna have like like russia target like basically most of the East coast and like the major, like the Pacific Northwest and like LA and maybe like one or two or, you know, three of like the Midwest, like sack bases. But then like everything else is with, like kind of like on the, the periphery of that, like fallout range. So like, it's not out of the realm that people could survive it. It
0: would just be bleak be, as fuck. Yeah. And it would be fringe societies, man. Yeah. Just people on the outliers tip, you know, Yeah, I
1: mean, you're looking like sort of like inner East Coast and then like sort of Midwest, maybe like the Southwest a little bit. But like, Mm. aside from that, it seems like mostly be kind of wiped off. Yeah. Like we'd both be gone.
0: Yeah. DOA, baby. Yep. I I mean,
2: I honestly, you'd, you'd think if they were planning this out you would definitely have to why not just go straight for the 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 food producing place Uh, although i guess if they take out california that's a lot of the produce for the for the country but
0: yeah i just feel like
2: even like the midwest like the places that maybe feel like not important military targets it's like yeah well you won't be able to grow food though like he i just with the way that fallout works i feel like you really could bomb enough of this country that like yeah sure we didn't bomb this random desolate part of nevada but you can't grow food there so you're fucked like there's so many yeah. places in the country where there's no source of water like you yeah. know what i mean like it's like you uh, and like even if there's
1: even if there's like like soil that can like substantially produce crops like you'd still have to scrape off the top like what like six to 12 feet it's crazy. of irradiated dirt like it's, it's fucking it's so nuts.
0: fucking crazy there's one sequence in threads when the dude goes and he tries the sink and a little bit of water comes out and he panics and he grabs the tin to try and, like, catch the water and then it stops. That part made me so bummed. Like, profoundly disturbed me.
2: I mean, there's a lot of parts where there's just dead people around that, like, really fucked yeah. me up. Just the casualness of all the bodies. But the one of the parts that really upset me is when they eat that sheep. When the Ugh. When she finds another dude to yeah. hang out with and they just eat the
0: uncooked sheep and they're like do you think it's okay to eat and he's like i don't know maybe i mean he literally go
1: ahead The like suffocating cat scene too like that apparently um that cat is just high on catnip and that's how they got it to like roll roll around around and act all crazy. it was kind of like you know the classic like men behind the sun where like they had the cat with all the rats and it was like supposed to look like the rats were like tearing it apart but like Rumor goes that it was just like covered in like peanut butter or some shit. And the cat's and like, <laughs> they was just like licking it off the cat. Who knows if it's actually true, but I kind of believe this more than the men behind the sun one because that seems like they wouldn't give a shit at all.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, these are brutal flicks, Evan. Brutal, yeah, but I enjoyed them. I gotta say that, like, not yeah. that I was like out there being like, woo, but like, I definitely felt like, wow, that was that was an exercise. In, in yeah, a, I mean, it's sense. not. You're
1: not gonna like leave and be like, "Oh, I feel like a great," you know, "like I'm having a great time." Let's go
0: like hang out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This is well, not a popcorn muncher. I, yeah, I, I
2: mean, I do think both of these movies are sometimes watched by people with like a sort of ironic detachment, so they like mm. laugh of it, laugh at it because they kind of think maybe it's stupid or something. And uh, for 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 me in my house, that's that's some lame shit. I think that's lame yeah. actually. When you're like oh uh, it's stupid anyway we're just joking it's like man i wish it was like maybe someday it will be right but right now for me I'm still bubbed, bubbed on it the whole thing was about yeah. i mean it's, i'm glad they're both very very good actually and i'm glad you suggested that day after because i had not seen it and i'm i'm pretty stoked on it but uh but like yeah it's 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 dark it's dark and i hope people don't just sort of think it's like goofy shit because you know let's say at some point we actually don't have a bajillion nuclear weapons ready to go, whatever. There's still lots of scenarios where our tentative civilization could fall off. And it's, it's
0: really scary. Any moment. Yeah, Yeah. you're right.
1: Yeah. If you haven't seen either of these movies, I highly recommend them.
0: Maybe not in the same week. That's all.
1: Yeah. You got to space the shit out. You can also, I'm, I mean, I know that these two films kind of like take a lot out of you, but if this is some shit that you're into, there's some other movies that you might want to watch as oh, well. Oh yeah, I
2: recommend some other ones.
1: So um, I mentioned the War Game earlier. It was like a 60s uh, British movie that was shot in a documentary style, meant for TV, but it was like so brutal that at the time they were just like, we can't fucking show this on TV. So it ended up getting like, I think a theatrical release. Uh, There's definitely a flyer floating around that's like, uh, a discharge live show plus a screening of the war game. So like you kind of know what you're getting with that. Um, that one's definitely recommended uh, special bulletin from 1983, which is like another, like a lot of these, these new movies are shot with like kind of like a, a like a found footage documentary kind of style. And that that's one that I found at movie madness I'd never seen before. And it follows um, like a news crew that is on a dock covering like um like I think it's like a workers protest and it just so happens that there's a shootout and these people are uh trying to like take nuclear triggers as a, like a protest deterrent and uh it ends up going horribly wrong and um uh, that also has like a very like super dark ending that's like kind of makes you feel uneasy um so that was definitely recommended um you know of course like china syndrome and mm-hmm. uh the like the HB show HBO show uh Chernobyl. I just saw that for the first time recently and that was that took a lot out of me for sure, but definitely definitely very good. And then um there is a movie that Cher is in called Silkwood. I don't know. Have you either of you seen this? No. So it's about um I, I I can't remember if her name is like Karen Silkwood, uh, but she was like a, a person that worked at a plant that created nuclear material and it was like she was like a famous whistleblower because they were um you know just like mishandling a lot of shit and you know basically like putting a lot of the workers at risk and there's a you know she was i believe run off the road after a union meeting and uh it's like theorized that she was murdered by this company that was uh, trying to like keep her quiet um so that's definitely it's like uh share um I think um I fucking forget his name uh Big Trouble Little China escape from New York Kurt Russell Kurt Russell um oh. yeah definitely definitely worth watching or I think Meryl Streep is the one that uh plays Silkwood if i remember correctly Interesting
0: Yeah Meryl it's share and Kurt Russell
1: It's one of those Funny. ones that like i i don't even remember how i found it but i ended up i think i was just like yeah it was Mer- meryl streep um i ended up just like googling like nuke movies just like <laughs> and i found <laughs> like a, an imdb list and that was on it and i was like oh, this, you know never saw this before and i ended up renting it and it was really good so that's cool yeah
2: well thanks evan for opening us up to more uh uh
0: nuke movies movies that don't like us back
1: (laughs) they can't all be mad max man you got to have a little variety in your your apocalypse
2: well i i feel that i feel that well yeah and in some ways i kind of prefer this to some of those movies you know so yeah uh okay well hey evan thanks for coming on and uh bum us out with these movies i really appreciate it you're welcome uh thank you for everything you do uh, for those of you who don't know, Evan has done a bunch of our uh, flyer and t-shirt designs and mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Um, Evan, I don't know. You don't have anything going on that you need to plug, right? Is there anything you want people to check out?
1: Not really. I don't really do anything worth plugging.
2: Okay. So, right.
0: yeah. But you'll be here for something to talk about? I'll, I'll be working
1: the door at several of those shows. So uh, if you're listening to this and you're going to the shows, come say hi. I'll be
0: around. Nice. Cool yeah all right, well, there hey, you have it.
2: Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you Evan, for coming on. Of course, uh, you know, check us out, check out the site, check out the other shows. great rate review, review subscribe. and subscribe.
0: yeah, yep. yeah, all that stuff. Uh Do thanks it. for being awesome. and we'll talk to you soon Okay, bye Snoop bomb. bomb.
2: You like spooky movies Hair-raising tales Insightful criticism
1: Judgmental hot takes Then you're gonna love Car Business The Horror Podcast and the Cinepunks Podcast Network dedicated to all things weird and spooky my name is Leo Donald. And I'm Justin Lore.
2: And every episode, we're going to tear apart your favorite and not so favorite horror movies to get to the bottom of what makes these movies great or maybe not great. <laughs> Whether it's The Beyond, Prince of Darkness, or Inseminoid, we dive in on a double feature every episode, and then we talk about it. Some of our insights are great, and sometimes we just complain. So if we have to suffer through it, so do you. Horror Business, available anywhere you find fine podcast products. <laughs>